All right, how's it going, everyone? Thanks for joining me on a new episode of the Music of Rear Pod. My name is Josh, and uh, yeah, if it's your first time tuning in, welcome. This is just a podcast where we talk about music, and this is going to be episode 72 of the album review series, so yeah, this is going to be an album review. If you clicked on the title, you probably already know, but it's going to be over the latest Lizzo album titled special uh yeah this album was released here on july 15th so hopefully when this episode drops it'll be at about a month out yeah if you're a returning listener welcome back as well it's been about uh since like end of june since we put out a another episode uh that episode being uh, a talking tracks episode nine thanks for everyone that listened to that uh also on that back end of that episode, we did best and worst track of the week of February. Which, uh, this year so far, in terms of, like, uh, Hot 100 and best and worst track of the week, um, it's been a sort of an interesting year. Not many big things other than, like, the Kate Bush phenomenon with Stranger Things happening. Um, not to go off on a tangent, but yeah, uh, we'll be having, uh, Talking Tracks, another episode of Talking Tracks soon after this review. Uh, along with uh, Best and Worst Track of the Week for uh, March 2022, uh, which should line up. Uh, hopefully I'll get Best and Worst Track of the Week of April quite soon. And then as summer is finishing up, we can kind of start talking about summer in retrospect. So that's going to be uh, cool uh, coming up. But for now, yeah, let's go ahead and just uh, focus on this Lizzo album review. She kind of doesn't need much introduction she uh, is an American singer-songwriter, rapper, and also flutist. I believe that's the technical term for someone that plays flute. Um, they kind of blew up um, if you were alive uh, around 2018-2019 with um, some breakout hits, which those hits weren't necessarily released on the album that she dropped uh, in 2019, Because I Love You. Uh, it's kind of a weird phenomenon, those hits being Truth Hurts and also Good As Hell. But yeah, Lizzo, essentially multi-talented artist, uh, born in Detroit, later moved to Houston, uh, where she got her start performing as a musician. I'm sure the hip-hop background probably sparked around Houston. Um, and then eventually she moved back to uh, Minneapolis, I believe. Uh, she released... Her uh, first two albums, Lizzo Bangers in 2013 and Big Girl Small World uh, in 2015, prior to signing to Atlantic Records. So um, I did not go back and listen to those albums because at this point they are quite old and I don't think they'll have too much connection with these current releases. Uh, I could be wrong, but they uh, early 2000s stuff. I'm guessing she was more of an independent artist and then eventually she finally... Uh, was able to make that major signing. Um, this makes sense since Lizzo didn't really garner much success until about 2019, like I was saying earlier, when she, her debut album, Cause I Love You, came out, which is a, essentially around the time I was introduced to her. Uh, Cause I Loved You peaked in the top five of the Billboard 200, so it seems that the main driving factor of her success around 2019 actually was the virality of the hit song Truth Hurts, which was released in 2017, uh, that made it on the deluxe version of Cause I Love You, so essentially a re-release with bonus tracks. A similar situation happened with the track Good As Hell, which was also a track that was initially released in like 2016. Lizzo earned three Grammy Awards um, in 2020, 
uh, one for best urban contemporary album, one for best pop solo performance with Truth Hurts, and then best traditional R&B performance for the song Jerome. After this, Lizzo was a little quiet working on her next material, the song titled Rumors, that was released in 2020 featuring Cardi B, sorry, released in 2021 featuring Cardi B, uh, which has since been much forgotten by the, I guess, the general music community. She then released the lead single for her second album, Special, which we're covering today in April title at About Damn Time, which ended up being a number one hit song on the Hot 100. Just to kind of go back and recap uh, the whole Grammy thing. It's a bit interesting that she uh, won uh, Best Pop Solo Performance for Truth Hurts several years after it was released for uh, the Academy Awards three years later in 2020. This is kind of a good example of like maybe, you know, how the Grammys are typically won. Um, Because if this track really was Best Pop Solo Performance, you know, what happened in 2017 when the song was the same exact song and just as good? Um, just a thought, but hey, it's the Grammys, it's not that serious. And ju- just to go over some thoughts over Because I Love You, released in 2019, and just to give some inherent bias I have of Lizzo in general, um, I have not been a avid, I have not been an advocate for Lizzo uh, since I have first been introduced to them. However, I, I do recognize the talent. I do recognize the appeal as well. You can't knock what she's doing as well uh, in terms of just her having a footprint in the overall pop landscape. Even though she's marketed as also a rapper, I'm going to get into that here in a second. Because um, I Love You, in my opinion, was not a strong uh, as an was not a strong album as it was, I guess, critically received uh, back in 2019. Um, just off the bat, the album kicks off with the self-titled track that features an anthemic chorus that highlights the powerful voice that Lizzo has. The track itself isn't all too exciting instrumentally, with a chirpy piano piano structure in the verses that features Lizzo's rapping, that in my opinion it's not necessarily great, but not bad, it's just essentially adequate. That's kind of just like a running theme with much of the rapping on this album. Uh, another track, Like a Girl, was a bit more fun. I found it a little bit more entertaining than Because uh, I Love You. But still, se- it still seemed to follow this pattern of being overly anthemic, uh, essentially a power pop track with some adequate rapping as well thrown in to give the track some needed add to. It just felt a little bit forced. Juice had a much needed refreshing instrumental. Uh, Soulmate is the first true sounding hip hop track in my opinion on this album that later shifts to like this bouncy pop song and it seems like it had uh, a lot more potential than it was given uh, you know in the end result. Tempo was an outlier in the album in my opinion as it featured Missy Elliott and even sounded like it was just a straight up Missy Elliott track. It perhaps was the truest sounding hip-hop track on this album. Exactly How I Feel featured one of the worst Gucci Mane performances and verses I've ever heard. I didn't know. He didn't even sound like Gucci Mane. It, it, it's very surprising hearing this in retrospect. And I'm wondering if Gucci Mane even remembers doing this verse. Uh, this album, in my opinion, was quite average. And if I'm being a little blunt, it, it wasn't very good either. Um... I don't know what was going on in 2019. I, I don't think this album necessarily aged well. I and, and I think that's evident. And, you know, if you go back and ask 
the average pop listener, you know, what is your favorite Lizzo song from 2019? They're not going to name a track off of Because I Love You, more than likely. They're going to tell you Truth Hurts, which, and to be fair, it is on the deluxe album, but Truth Hurts is not a song from 2019, and neither is good as hell. Moving forward with um, what I, I'm taking away with uh, this new album here, Special, and 2022, well, I certainly do think it's an improvement. It's, um, I, I, I won't say that the, the rapping got better, but in my opinion, the songs got better and they got stronger. Um, they're a bit, they have a bit more direction um, overall, and as opposed to Because I Love You. Um, not to say this, this album here, Special, does not have problems, but I think Lizzo comes to form in a lot of the tracks here. Uh, on this album and there are certainly some highlights uh starting off with the track the sign um i thought this was an interesting opener it's uh nice smooth and it has a busy uh baseline all throughout that's quite nice it kind of the, the track overall kind of reminds me of the production that's on outcast bombs over baghdad it's not bad um i dig the knocking drive percussive textures on here that give the track a nice dancey flavor and um, it's a nice adjustment to her overall pop style since the last album. I'll take this track over pretty much most tracks on Because I Love You. Um, and then after that, we follow up with a pretty solid track with About Damn Time. Here we have a more of a heavier funk-inspired pop track. Some interesting grit on Lizzo's voice here. Um, but there's something just slightly dull about the chorus section. It's slightly monotone. It doesn't fit with the charismatic performance on the rest of the track. For instance, the second verse that features perhaps the most catchy section of the whole entire album uh, doesn't really quite line up with much else of the track. And also the track also features more of like this disco-inspired sensibility uh, with this melodic flute hook that shows up uh, more prominently in the bridge. And it's slightly derivative of like what you'd expect like the most cliche disco-sounding track to be. Um, after that, though, we get our first dip in the album, which was quite disappointing. And it kind of brought me back to the essence of what Cause I Love You was. And it was just like these novelty cliche tracks that ultimately are pretty forgettable. And I think they're just like candy stuffed in the album to make it a little bit sweeter. But it's a very cheap tactic. Uh, here's where I don't understand the turn the album gets as we had the album open up with two solid pop tracks it goes from a nicely you know we go from nicely constructed pop tracks to a track that like this that's nowhere near the quality of the first two tracks like i said earlier it's novelty uh it's cliche all over with the lyrical material on here it tries to go for an overly angsty attitude on here that doesn't really feel all that threatening um some cliche call and response bridge you know, ad-libs, hold me down, hold me back, uh, just stuff like that. Uh, it's quite brief. It feels cheap. Also, the one thing that really bothers me on here, uh, and it, this is a, a feature of the album that happens over and over again. Not over and over again, but it happens several times. They sample old tracks that are quite recognizable. For instance, on this track, it's Beastie Boys Girls. That didn't need to happen. The sample wasn't used in any substantial way other than to provide a cheap hook in the beat. Uh, it's disappointing that this tactic is done again on this album later on. Yeah, this just isn't the only time Lizzo's done this. Because I Love You might have had it as well. I can't remember. But 
Um, also, girls, is this supposed to feature rapping? And if so, did it improve from the last album? I'm going to say no. But if this is Lizzo rapping, she's not that interesting of a rapper. Um, this track is uh, an example of that. Uh, but after that, um, the, the album does pick up a little bit. To Be Loved is a little bit of return to form uh, from the first two tracks. It's a decently constructed pop track. There's a nice bridge section on here. Uh, the angst that's thrown in feels believable. It's not bad. Uh, after that, though, we get, um, you know, maybe a little bit of a dip with I Love You, Bitch. Um, this is back to the novelty-esque performance that just kind of bugs me with some of Lizzo's material. Some corny lyrical material thrown in. Some, you know, bad wordplay. Uninspired instrumentals structured around a piano eighth note chord progression. Um, I will say the track does brighten up as it develops, but um, it doesn't really save it all that much. It just feels a little bit more forced and calculated. Um, after that, special. Uh, this is a really interesting track in terms of like production. It sounds and feels very 2000s pop R&B a la Kanye West. Kanye West. And I think she sounded great on this sort of thing. And I think it's a direction that if Lizzo went with, uh, her music would dramatically improve. Uh, and the track has a nice message. It's not bad. But unfortunately, after that, we get another dip uh, with Breakup Twice. Uh, this track opens up with um, over-reliance on a very popular guitar sample. That has been used on several other hip-hop R&B tracks, but nowhere nearly as good. Uh, I think the official samples from Private Number by Judy Clay and William Bell. And then she goes off to rip off Lauryn Hill's uh, doo-wop, That Thing, which features an iconic chorus in like the overall R&B discography of like the 2000s, 90s. I'm not sure what, what decade it belongs to. But Lizzo's integration of this doesn't deliver any payoff that the original had. Again, the track features cheesy lyrical material, putting up with Gemini shit, a horoscope, a referencing that happens again on the album later. The, the chorus feels so stale for taking uh, from such an iconic track. It's, it's, it's a little disappointing. After that, though, we do get an improvement with probably one of the better tracks on this album overall, with everyone's Everybody's Gay. Um, the instrumental, though, sounds straight up uh, like a B-side track from The weekend's last album. Uh, and I feel like the track is trying to be a bit Michael Jackson's thriller without being too obvious about it. Uh, but the track is interesting overall. The instrumental is rich with chirpy guitars and a funky bass line. That's true to the style, but it's, it's just quite an oddball in context of the album. But I think Lizzo actually fits quite nicely into it, and it's another example of a direction that I think she would serve herself quite well doing more of. Uh, after that, we have Naked. This track is, is very uh, melodramatic in a sense, but it's... It, the end product ends up bordering filler ter territory. Uh, I think the impact of the track, I think, is just missing a little bit of something. The, the cathartic last chorus aims to really deliver the message of the track overall. Maybe it would have been better if uh, there's a little bit more playfulness in the track. I'm not sure. The, the message that's trying to be delivered here is nice in theory. 
Uh, but like I said, it's uh, it tries to be overly grandiose without delivering, unfortunately. And the next track, um, Birthday Girl. Uh, like I said earlier, the album does this uh, referencing of horoscopes, which I guess in theory isn't bad, but this track, uh, just overall, the whole premise of it made it quite skippable. Uh, it isn't as strong as some of the other pop tracks on here, but it does kind of go back to the chirpy, peppy flavor that is present at the beginning of the album. But unfortunately, Lizzo sounds a little bit robotic on this chorus, which should be the strongest part of the track. Um, the bridge features some cheesy spoken word commentary about people telling their birthday and their uh, their astrology sign. And it's awkwardly also sequenced on the album. It it's, should not have been placed between Naked and If You Love Me. <laughs> I, I'm not sure why that was a thing. Um, but after that, uh, If You Love Me, uh, this track is uh, another oddball in the context of the album. It's extremely adult alternative sounding. Like It could have easily passed in a 2000 soft rock radio rotation in a, some sort of doctor's office um, playing all day. Uh, that, but it does sound dated. It sounds like from that era in the 2000s when like Goo Goo Dolls... And like Cheryl Hill and or maybe Faith Hill, I'm not sure who I'm thinking of, but yeah, you know the softer side of pop was very big, and uh, you had tracks that sounded just like this. But I think it was executed decently. Um, her vocal performance is perhaps the best here on any part of the album. It's it's not a bad track. It's just I think it was done a bit generically. And uh, there's not much distinguishing it. it. It it seemed like it had a little bit of an identity crisis overall. And then at the end here, uh, the album does end on a somewhat of a strong note. When I will admit, when I first heard this song Coldplay, I was very uh, bugged by it because it's a sample from Yellow's Coldplay. Um, you know, the 90s, um, I guess, alternative anthem, if you will. Uh, and I was I was really confused about what was happening here. And the track this track overall is is a is a, quite an outlier in terms of aesthetics. It's uh it's sort of like this refreshing, loungy, and breathy jazz pop cut with a playful piano structure in the instrumental throughout, uh, with some nice usage of like strings to color the tracks as it progresses in my opinion which you would do quite well in an album that kind of keeps this vibe and aesthetic especially like if there's like some sort of overarching concept in a project that lizzo did in this i think she sounds great in this uh in this sort of style there's some lovely plucked bass filling much of the track and i think it's one of the stronger tracks on this album Aside from me being slightly annoyed how it's so meta with referencing Coldplay, and she even name drops name drops Coldplay uh, in, in terms of like the lyrics. But um, I guess it, the, the track is interesting enough to kind of overlook that. Tracks like this do not save the album, in my opinion. Um, there were just too many dips. It was like driving on a very uh, poorly um, poorly maintained road where. You know, just any second you're going to hit a pothole, you know, it's it's not going to be smooth at all as you're going through, you know, the journey of this album or the li a listen through, through this album. And, uh, yeah, it was, if anything, this is an improvement from Because I Love You, but it's still frustrating in the sense that there were some highlights that 
I saw glimpses of greatness, perhaps, and like Lizzo's ability to uh, fit in on certain pop styles. And when we get those glimpses of greatness, uh, it really begs to begs the question: Why are we getting uh, tracks like "Girls," "Break Up Twice," uh, "Birthday Girl," um, it, when there's several other Direct, there, there's several other different ways or directions Lizzo could have went uh, on this album that has perfect examples of like what else could have been done that would have made this a much stronger album. I think I know why there's tracks like Girls on here. I think it's very cheap uh, viral, viral bait for, I don't know, an app like TikTok or maybe just a track that could maybe easily get onto... Uh, a radio rotation so that it can chart higher on the Hot 100 and uh, therefore making Lizzo a more, you know, marketable brand and more well-known. Uh, I'm not sure. But if I had to guess, I think there's cheap novelty tracks uh, for cheap novelty reasons in a sense. So it makes sense. But the potential of an artist as, uh, of Lizzo, in my opinion, remains a little untapped until... Maybe if she gets away from a major label, that, or perhaps she's able to have more creative freedom. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the process is for the way she goes about making albums. But in my opinion, um, I was just left wanting a little bit more because I saw some flashes of uh, really great stuff at some point. But uh, yeah, that's what happens sometimes, I guess. And um, uh, in terms of like rating this, um, I'm actually quite in the middle of sitting up. I'm going to say a 5 out of 10. I was kind of more leaning towards maybe a lower score right when I first listened to it. But well, once I got some more listens under the belt and, uh, you know, I really took the time to hear certain different aspects of each song, uh, I kind of saw, like, it kind of improved and grew on me. And when I compared it to Because I Love You, I kind of saw that. It was just like, okay, well, there are some improvements done. So uh, who do I think this album's for, perhaps? Um any Lizzo fan, I know she has stands. Um, they're probably really going to be into this. Um, casual pop listeners, depending on how they like their their pop music. Um, for instance, about damn time's already been a major hit. Stuff like that. That that's going to resonate well, I think. Other than that, I'm not sure if like a modern R&B listener that really likes other artists, like for instance, let's say SZA. Or like Kalani, or like Beyonce, I don't really think they're gonna take Lizzo seriously in comparison to like projects artists such as them or like contemporaries have put out. I, d I don't see that happening, in my opinion. And let's let's be serious here, and let's not give this the light of day as being a serious rap project. And I'll even say like it's this is nowhere on the level of even like an artist that I don't totally jive with all the time like cardi b or even um the new the new one on the block lotto um the big d energy girl um i don't even think that her rapping is being um pursued on the level of artists like those and not to say lizzo maybe doesn't have the potential but i just don't see the effort put in in my opinion so yeah this is kind of just a middle of the road a thing in my opinion so I think I've said enough. Uh, thanks for sticking out uh, the whole entirety of the review with me. 
if you hear something after this going along the lines of best and worst track of the week, don't be appalled. You're still at the right place. I'm trying something new. But nonetheless, thanks for listening. Uh, give a like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Uh, give some feedback, good or bad, in the comment section. I've been told things before that, you know, uh, I, I can take it. I'm still trying to say. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening. Subscribe on your preferred listening service. Uh, the podcast has been doing well on the podcast side. Then it the podcast has in its entire lifespan. So um, if, uh, if I'm getting streams on the podcast side, that's cool. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah. I'll see y'all later and uh, take care of yourselves.